Hello everyone, this is Brittany Hill and you're tuning in to Six Feet Apart, where I'm chatting with people in my network while we all have a little bit of extra time on our hands at home. We will cover who they are, how the coronavirus is affecting their network, tips they have for staying sane during this time of chaos, and so much more. Thanks for listening. You guys, I am here with the one, the only, Michael the Truce. Can you give everyone, Mike, like a what's before we even begin? Well, first off, hello, Brit. But of course, my first question to you is, what's... Wow! I, when I go to put this episode up, I will be taking a picture at the end. And I wish that you still had your web pierced so that I could show that. But I don't think you do. I think you've grown out of that phase. Hopefully, you think, you think right. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, so happy to have you here. We're for everyone that is listening. We're recording on Easter night, so we're getting a, a holiday episode with Mike Petrus. Um, I like to start all of the episodes off asking how we know each other, and I'm actually so curious to hear how you would even tell this story, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think most of our friends who are listening or even people who just know us Mm -hmm. would assume we met um, at San Diego State through the fraternity and sororities, which is actually not true. (laughs) So before most people had Facebook or even knew what it was because you had to have a college email address, um, I happened to sign up and this random girl from Foothill from Pleasanton, California signed up as well um, and reached out to me to ask how I already knew my dorm room. Okay, my dorm. hang on, hang on. <laughs> Pleasanton and San Ramon are like 15 minutes away from each other, our hometowns. And so I noticed that it was a normal looking person who also lived very close. So I was, so yes, but keep going. While we were all so, stressing about where we would be living at San Diego State. But yes, keep going. Yeah, the, I think the key thing is that no one actually knew where they were going to live. We all knew where we wanted to live. <laughs> and Britt and I happened to want the same dorm. Um, I was just a little bit bold and told the world that that's where I was going to be um, <laughs> before it to happened. Tinochka. Uh, in Tinochka. And by chance, we were both on floor one. And so the first day moving into the dorms, uh, my neighbors were from Pleasanton as well. And in pops Brittany Hill, who I only know <laughs> through Facebook. Um, and by then, we probably had about 50 mutual friends already, as everyone knows. Who knows Britt knows they have a lot in common. And um, from that day in, in room 108 in Tinochka, in San Diego State, we became the best of friends, and nothing's changed ever since. Oh my God, I love! I cannot believe that that is so long ago now. It feels like yesterday that we spent every waking moment in room one hundred and eight. We would have you guys, Mike. Sorry, SAE like presidents that are there now, but Mike would steal things from the frat house, like where the shots would be held, and all of the sheets and all these things and turn his dorm room into a frat room. And we would pre-party in there before we went out to the actual frats. Um, And it would be our own little pre-party with a little group of us. So such good times. The dorms were the best. And yes, like you said, now here we are as if nothing has changed. Except for one big thing. Which happened to be in the last about month and a half. The whole world changed. And so oh, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, about 10 or 11 years ago, we met and not now because yes. 
we've had a lot of time to build some history. That is a great point. And that actually leads me into our next question. Um, what, I don't think that even everyone who'd be listening right now who does know you knows what you do. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? That's great. And so I have worked at the same company now for about five years and it's an advertising technology company. So it's a startup in San Francisco. Um, when I started about 20 people, it's now about a hundred. So kind of gives me a unique lens into the startup world, but specifically what we do is we focus on influencers, content, and then in paid social media marketing. Mm -hmm. So um, all the people you follow online or all the ads that somehow follow you on the internet, that's what we do. Wow. Um, and, and specifically, I have a team of eight kind of account managers and campaign managers that work with the biggest brands in the world and some of the smallest, um, and of course, thousands of influencers to make it all happen. So um, wow. I kind of sit in the middle of that whole world. So with that being said, your job probably has where a lot of people are doing a lot less from home right now. Are you like working double time because literally everyone is online 24 seven? Yeah. And, and the stats are pretty, pretty wild. I think the social media usage is up almost 85%, this, oh you know, the first few weeks of coronavirus. Yeah. And so everybody's online is the net net of it. Mm. Um, we're seeing it right with Netflix having to buffer yeah. their streams because people are using too much. Um, all the social media channels, you know, everyone's bidding for the same eyeballs and attention spans. Um, so yeah, we're insanely busy. Um, and maybe not quite double time, but it sure seems like that when you're stuck at home all day. Right. Um, and the only thing you have is work from, from about nine to seven. Wow. Nine to seven. Okay. So are you, uh, well, first I, I want to hear what are some of the actual um, brands that you are working with like day to day? Yeah. Or influencers? Um, a lot. And I'll like some examples that I'm trying to think ones that I can actually share. Um, I know they, that's true. You know, Don't get, you know. So, so find, like primarily the industries which we work with are consumer packaged goods. Okay. So think about all of the essentials that are out there. Mm -hmm. um, every major toilet, toilet paper brand, Cottonelle specifically, we've worked with. Oh my um, God. Of all, all things. All the paper towels <laughs> brands. Um, all those are our everyday clients. Um, but we also work with a lot of QSR, quick service restaurants. So think McDonald's. Um, right. Jersey Mike's is a huge subway chain who's doing COVID really well. Um, and then we also do finance and different verticals there. And so, um, seeing a lot of different kind of paradigm shifts between old school banks that were yeah. gung ho and ready to start their foreign influencer marketing and some of the kind of newer upstarts who are actually leaning into mm -hmm. Corona and wow. actually really making an impact on the business. So that's kind of the general types of customers we have. Totally. I've actually noticed that a lot, even just with regular commercials or if I'm listening to Spotify, like ads that I'm hearing, stuff like that, people are definitely making ads right now that speak specifically to this time that we're having at home. So do you see that? Are you like helping with that? How, what is, how does that work? Yeah. And it's interesting because I, we've been seeing it. I've been seeing it as well. Like people leaning into COVID-19 yeah. by name. Um, I think our general recommendation is, is quite a little different. It's a little bit more broad, right? It's to lean into kind of the circumstances that we're now stuck with. Yeah. Right. We make it all about COVID-19. It's just, it's kind of clickbait. Right. right? It's, and it's probably has kind of a negative connotation. Yeah. And, and it for sure does. And it freaks people out and that just leads to uncertainty. There's things like everybody knows, like cooking at home, right? Yes. Look at, right now you can't find yeast online. Oh my Everybody's god, I tried. Tell me about it. 
right? That's all anybody wants to do all of a sudden is make sourdough bread. And so um, what we're actually doing is kind of leaning more into the the outcomes of Corona, which was okay. time with your family. Um, you know, like how do you create a new normal is really what we're leaning into. Okay. And rather than make it all about this virus and kind of the negative things going on in the world, like here's ways your life can be better with either the products or services that are available and around you. Ooh. Big caveat being that they're available. Okay. That's the flip side for a lot of these brands is whether it's supply chain or like I mentioned, all these CPG companies, they don't need to spend any money marketing right now. People are buying toilet paper totally. for the next six years. Yes. Yeah. That's such a good point. Wow. I are these insider secrets that you're telling us? Or because you you sound so official. Or is this like kind of general knowledge for anybody that's in that advertisement space? No, it's definitely not general knowledge. And I would say like the if I had to categorize the state of the industry, and this is all the way from agencies to technology companies to yeah. brands, um, it's ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening is everybody froze for the last four weeks. And Absolutely. Including myself. What we, in, in most of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what, what we did uniquely was we leaned into it. And mm-hmm. what we decided was no one has the answers. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of the facts. And so what we can do is, we have access to data uniquely as a technology company yeah. to kind of help people inform the right decision and help chart a path. And so what we kind of stopped doing was asking, was going out there just trying to sell, sell, sell mm. to these brands, but rather just partner with them. Yeah. Like, hey, what questions do you have? Like, let us share insights and things we're seeing. And so we um, we set up our own task force internally. We have um, groups. We've led webinars. Um, we have chat groups that have the whole company involved. And you have everyone from the CEO the newest employee contributing there and what's allowed us to do is form really quick perspectives and go to each individual customer Mm -hmm. and really help them chart a path out of this thing Mm -hmm. um, and not just kind of have to accept the status quo so kind of on that general sense of ambiguity right we're trying to help clear the air and and provide um some level of support in a time that's very uncertain right we don't have all the answers that's for sure but we have a lot of information and a lot of perspective we can share in them. It's a, it's a, it is a partnership of working with these brands. I think one thing that's important for not just ourselves, like as Linkia, but anyone that's out there working with humans is you realize the second you shut down or mm-hmm. you slow down, you're impacting others. And yeah. in the case of us, we work with thousands of influencers a year. We've paid out tens of millions of dollars in influencers since I've been at the company. Wow. Um, and so as these brands, if they freeze, that drives up opportunities for these influencers and ours. This isn't like the Kourtney Kardashians and celebrities of the world. Like these are everyday moms. Yes. Um, oh my God. I did not think of that. Wow. Yeah. And, and there's this whole community out there that are, this is hundreds of thousands of people who, who operate, whether it's supplemental income and that's what's building, you know, the, the child's college education mm-hmm. tuition, or it's just how they get by. There's, I'm, we have plenty of influencers. This is what they do for a living. Their followings aren't huge maybe 50 to a hundred thousand on Instagram, but you're still making a few thousand dollars a month from companies like ours. And so as these big brands slow down, the dollars freeze for these guys as well. And um, it's just important to recognize that because wow. they're dependent on this money. Um, so everything we can do there to support them. And, and one thing, for example, we did this last week was we actually found that one of our influencers, she teaches yoga on the side. Mm. So, so she actually led a zoom yoga class for, Anyone, everyone in our company, all of our brand customers and our influencers as well. Um, we had a few hundred people show up and it was great marketing for us, but also just she got to make some supplemental income. Also a way to connect all the humans together. 
Which yeah, kind of a cool thing to, to break up the void. Did you participate? Yeah. Um, I did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Screen, screen, screens being all mandatory, <laughs> that wasn't going to work. So. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about doing yoga. And you probably never will. I, this would be the extent of it. So. <laughs> well, whatever. You're One making day. those connections, and that's amazing. Although there's One not day. a better time to start than now. That's true. Right? <laughs> there's plenty of free Zoom classes. And that was the company I worked at in San Diego before Linkia. was oh, a yeah, the fitness. influencer fitness video platform and effectively was helping everyday influencers in the fitness space monetize their content. Would have been really useful now. Um, fortunately, we spent all the money and, and that's done. So. Wow. What has your, because you said that you've been um, at this company for how, five years. Yes, five years because it was just your five-year anniversary there, right? Yep, April first. Yep, amazing. So, when what what were you doing before this? What has led you to Linkia? Yeah, so I goes all the way back to high school. And senior year, we had a unique system called block scheduling. And because if I took an eight period, it meant, meant every other day I got to leave after lunch. Okay. Um, the eight period that they offered through the junior college through um, DVC was an intro to marketing. Okay. And so I took intro to marketing in high school and I fell in love with them. Okay. So as soon as I got to San Diego State, started pursuing that and um, was just hooked with digital marketing and all things technology focused. So um, at the company before Linkia was doing actually much of the same, but helping build out a lot more of the technical side. Mm -hmm. When I when I moved back up to the Bay Area, um, I really wanted to get to be part of the brand conversation and work with the biggest brands in, in the world. Um, okay. And so I found Linkia and it's kind of been the perfect fit. So um, it's been a path that I've been on for quite a while. Yeah. And I now manage a team that I actually started on five years ago. And um, it's still very rewarding each day. And I have great coworkers and leaders and mentors. So that's so amazing. So it's absolutely the right fit. But that's so cool that <clears throat> something that you were doing so long ago, like led you to this. That's really amazing. Um, cool. Anything else that you want to touch on um, about the industry, how you feel like it's been affected by the coronavirus, how your position has been affected? Or do you kind of feel like you've covered it? I think the last thing would just be something that everyone's probably seeing on social media, which is you have these challenger brands. So all these brands are trying to make a name for themselves. Mm. Um, a great example is there's a, there's a bank called Chime. Okay. Um, and we work with them and they have a ton of funding, like $600 million or something okay. insane. And they're leaning into the conversation around Corona because they're not brick and mortar. They're super flexible and online. So all of their benefits apply. Whereas you have some, and I won't name them by name, but some other, large banks who have shut off all their marketing spend for the rest of the year. Right. So navigate oh, that's it. And so, so interesting. So I, so I think one thing that's interesting in the industry will be to see who, who gains a ton of kind of market share because yeah. they leaned in rather than kind of sat by the wayside. Yeah. Wow. So this is like fascinating because I have not been thinking about um, just any of this from the perspective of marketing. So hearing you talk about it is really, really eye-opening. Amazing. Um, okay. Well, you said that you have had long days working from home, but what does a day in the life of Mike Petrus look like? You, I know that when you weren't like working from home, that you were up, what, at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., walking the dog. Yeah. So I, yeah. I can't wait to hear what this looks like when you're actually at home. <laughs> well, 
for everyone that knows me, they know that I've repped Rise and Grind to <laughs> the nth degree for, for quite some time. And The um, original Rise weeks. and Grinder. Not Grinder, ri- but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not Rising and Grinding. Looking at you, Dave. Um, but, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, at 30 years old, I still do live the rise and grind lifestyle. So yeah, I get up still even with coronavirus at 4 a.m. every day um, to go run the dog about four or five miles. And what's been wild is I live in the middle of San Francisco. I live in Knob Hill. Yeah, um, it's a whole different world. You know, even at 4 a.m., where the reason I would go out is because it was so peaceful and I could finally have some time and space to myself. It's yeah. even more so now because everything's boarded up. There's yes. nobody out. Oh my god, um, that's crazy. So, so how did change that at all? Is it scary? Eerie, like just you know, spooky. It, it you feel like you're in the apocalypse, um, wow. and I think that you know, four weeks into it, there's people are getting a little bit more out and about, but um, certainly not that early in the morning. But yeah. generally, um, I'm starting to see a few more people out today. There are people at the park, which technically isn't allowed, but right. um, I feel like the city's been pretty good. But yeah, it's weird. All the buildings are boarded up, and um, there's very few homeless that might be one silver lining here is that the homeless are being, you know, put up in hotels they've yeah. taken the convention center and created some safe spaces for them. So wow. that might be the silver lining on it. And the city's for sure cleaner, but at 4am, like I've seen coyotes out, um, you know, they're coming all the way downtown to look for food because they're just not wow. able to go get that elsewhere now. Oh my God. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. So, so the mornings have been a little been interesting. Um, okay. But I try to try to keep that time to myself. And then where I've kind of been, it's been a mixed bag of success, maybe week by week, is I try to come home and read. Okay. Um, right, because you're online now all day. I don't know if, like for most people, even if you're working in technology, you're not on the computer literally all day. Right. Now between Zoom and um, Google Chats and Hangouts and email, like you're literally never off. Um, yeah. So I try to find that time to just not be – connected to anything with the screen I, i'm doing okay there okay um and what are you reading overly, right now um i just finished a book called atomic habits okay um and it's all about kind of building personal frameworks and systems okay. for yourself that's right? literally so the story of your life <laughs> it is exactly the story you live for anybody. your life by a framework that you create for yourself it's it's a system of frameworks that somehow could never stop um ex- becoming um but I think what's interesting about it is right now we're all locked up for the next 30 to 60 days. Mm-hmm. There's never a time to build a habit. It's now. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if you can't do it now, it's probably never going to happen. Right. So that's what I'm totally, that's what I'm playing with right now. Um, okay. So that's the one, I, that's the one I just finished and I'm, I'm really excited to see what I can apply. Um, I'm also reading a book um, on feng shui. I think oh, wow. for, for, for most people that, um, have already done the Marie Kondo thing. Yes. I mean, you can only real Marie Kondo your apartment so many times during Corona season. Okay. Um, so I got a really great recommendation. That's um, kind of a like layman speak for feng shui. So I'm just starting that and I'm intrigued to see what I can learn. There. Will you sanitize it and then send it to me when you're done? <laughs> with, with all my highlights. <laughs> okay, perfect. That would be a great thing to do right now. Wow. How have I not thought of that? I think it's really important to have a space that you you enjoy that's also can be productive. And I think that's one of my big takeaways that I'm that I'm working towards um, you know, kind of throughout these mornings. I think the next thing really I I dive straight into work and mm-hmm. while I work nine to seven most days, it's often seven to seven and that's because we have teams on the East Coast and 
in the Midwest to support as well, but it's starting to get better, which mm-hmm. I'm happy to say. And I think, you know, a few things there thinking about my day to day zoom, we by happen chance or happenstance signed up the week before for zoom. We used to use a different service. Oh, wow. um, zoom is the best that's out there for sure. But that is my day now. Mm-hmm. Um, all the one-on-ones and I'm man- managing a team of eight plus running operations for a business. Like, you're on all day. So a lot of FaceTime, which has actually been really nice because we do have teams remotely mm-hmm. getting to connect with them. Um, you know, wine's out by four o'clock for most of those meetings. Um, in the morning, you're seeing kids running in the background and like, it's been really kind of refreshing. It's been oh, a different right. take on work. Um, and that's been exciting. I think, you know, within work itself, a few changes that, that I personally made, um, I manage a team that's, that's super engaged, and highly energetic, okay. um, but it's really hard to maintain that when you're virtual. Absolutely. So that, that first week, just having time to check in with everybody, make sure they're just okay. Mm-hmm. was really important. I think to me, um, yeah. I like to think to them as well. Um, we've continued some things like celebrating um, work anniversaries or birthdays by mailing gifts. Um, I got some last week, which is fantastic mm. for my team. We had a birthday on Monday and um, everyone's surprised with custom Zoom backgrounds and their picture everywhere. So oh, the day-to-day work has, has changed a little bit. Um, yeah. But those but are overall, like little things that are so important and ways that are going to keep people engaged and things that people are going to remember about this time. So the fact that you and your team and your company is like prioritizing that, I think is amazing. Yeah, and you're right. That's what's going to also keep people engaged throughout this because it's mm-hmm. not going away, right? We're probably in a month and a half of this if, at the very least. Um, And so it's it's trying to be creative. I think in each day you have to make it exciting. And and that means impromptu happy hours. We're working on figuring out how to bring games into Zoom for some other fun. And But I think there's also this blend of like normalcy. Like Mm -hmm. we want to crave some, we crave some semblance of what we know. And um, that's actually where I've struggled the most, both as a manager and probably just professionally generally is all these ways of operating a month ago no longer they're all out the window. Yeah. Um, we can't just tap someone on the shoulder and ask a question. Um, the chain of command is different. You know, even something as simple as putting together a presentation, like are people going to be able to connect? Is it video or not? Like it's all right. these new questions that are being asked. So the day to day has a little bit more stress, but um, fortunately we've been able to get through it and, and maintain a lot of productivity. And um, our hope is in about a week or two, we're back to business as normal. So yeah. Quite an adjustment period, but that, that's the day. Okay, so most of your day is lit. But are you like, you know, are you taking a break to get outside? Are you eating throughout the day? Like right now, the vibe you're giving me is literally you are nonstop working. <laughs> I wish I was giving you a different vibe, but I guess that's probably closer <laughs> to the truth. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm deleting all my food delivery apps tonight, I decided. Um, okay. To, because to that's make a crutch, right? Like. To answer your question, like, no, no, you're not going out to get food anymore. And so you either make it or you get it delivered. Mm-hmm. You don't prep were you doing that delivery. more out of convenience or were you actually like scared? Because I feel like you weren't scared knowing what I know about no. you. No, not, definitely not scared as convenience for sure. Okay. Um, I was ordering the first week of, of everybody working remote. I think three of the five days I ordered my breakfast and lunch from the same place at the same time. Okay. Because I just knew it was going to be that crazy. Okay. Right. So. I'd rather eat a cold sandwich for lunch, yeah. but have it. Um, but having being home and having the dog has been interesting because mm. she forces me to get out. Um, okay. She's nudging me. Like, you know, I'll be on a video chat with 
the sea level yeah. the executive team and this dog is trying to bring me a toy to play um, and so if i do have 15 minutes i do try to run around the block and get okay. outside but um this next week is going to be really hot in san francisco okay. so i'm making dedicated time um and i started that last week by blocking out two to six yeah. like dedicated for my team and, and i'm going to start now start blocking out like leaving early hours so my hope is um or even during the lunch like midday try to you know Maybe get outside, take a walk, go walk to a place that you can get takeout from. And, you know, That's, everyone deserves a lunch hour. I, I agree. Um, getting there is, is the next step. And that's hopefully starting this week. So yeah. we're all, we all going to be starting normal for sure. Okay. And then what about at night? Are you like winding down? Are you reading again? Are you watching something? Um. So this one's been interesting and you would know this more than most. Like I'm not the best communicator, like uh. proactively. <laughs> most every most people that will be listening to this that know me know that as well. And um the one thing that's been different is trying to connect with people each night. I think my brain is a little too fried. Like you not just don't just have work, but you have the state of the world. Yes. Kind of and seemingly everyone feels like it's on their shoulders. Absolutely understandable. Yes. Um re reading isn't isn't gonna work. And so at night it's really been about connecting with people virtually um yeah. family friends and yeah in just a few minutes just to like check in and make sure people are okay and yeah. so that's that's been something that's been relatively new for me that i really actually enjoy coming out of this yeah is the opportunity to see um see the people i care about mm -hmm. more than i maybe have and maybe sometimes it's just a few quick text messages but yeah um yeah that's amazing good okay so going back to if you're not you know, necessarily scared of going into the grocery store and maybe like getting the virus. Do you have any fears in all of this? Yeah. And, and I wouldn't say it's not that I have, don't have fears. I think that there's a certain level of cautiousness you can have. Like I walk around hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, I have a face mask coming tomorrow. They just rolled it out as being one of the, it's actually a law now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm overly cautious in that sense, but like the grocery stores are doing a great job. Like yeah. they have lines, they're six feet. Um, they're proactively spraying everything down and you yeah. got to eat right at the yeah. end of the day. So, um, I'm not saying I'm not concerned there, but I'm, I'm not wearing, you know, kitchen gloves and, or, yeah. or quarantining myself and not leaving. I think yeah. I do have some fears and I think it's kind of that anyone would have an expectation. Things are going to go back to normal after this. Um, and it's kind of a depressing thought, but yeah. like, this is a global pandemic, not just you know, like think about the effect of the Napa fires mm -hmm. like that, like really displaced a ton of people locally. And we felt it very personally. Um, this is global and mm -hmm. on a scale that we can't even potentially imagine yet. And so things are going to change the way we shop already has the way we communicate with others, yeah. um, what we do with our free time, like a lot of things are going to change. But I think with that, um, there's a lot of things that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, there's kind of a new sense of connectedness that I've personally gotten, but I've also felt and heard from others as well. Like yeah. people are calling each other more using tools like zoom and FaceTime. Um, but also there's kind of been this overwhelming like sense of resiliency. You look at all the companies um, and not just the big ones like Tesla making respirators, but yeah. there's a, a company that makes like iPad and computer cases in San Francisco. I've known about them for years because they're Barack Obama's iPad cases or choice case, like yeah. when he first got elected, they're making face masks now. They retooled all their stuff. And so there's kind of this like resiliency um, and I don't know, creativity that's going to hopefully help us get through this. But I think it's those companies that are doing, making, taking their part now are going to actually thrive in the future because they're building, you know, loyal followers and people yeah. that believe in a cause and a message. So 
there are some positive things that will come out of this, I hope for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I totally agree. All right, Mike, what are your three tips for staying sane while being quarantined? So these are a lot different than work related because I think work is just one part of everything and specifically being quarantined, you have to have some balance. So yes. first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. um, and your and your loved ones, right? And yeah. I think that gives you the peace of mind. Um, and whether that's just connecting with them, um, checking in on people, helping, you know, I, I know people who are actually doing the grocery store runs right. um, for elderly neighbors. Like that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, take care of yourself, right? And that's totally. whether it's staying home because that's the right thing to do or, or being prepared when you do go outside. Um, the second thing, and maybe the most important, is breaking from the news cycle. Um, I think that. this is where, you know, we're now a month into it and you can either be controlled by the news and this is not like against the media. It's just, there's a lot of information that's not going to stop coming. Right. Um, this is really an opportunity to use that time to explore other areas of your life. And that for me specifically is reading. Um, yeah. For some people, it's be exercising, cooking, cleaning. But I think living and following the news hour by hour um, is probably not the best way to stay sane right. in this crazy time. Totally. Um, okay, perfect. And, and the last one, which which I'm still struggling with, and I think I've came to this reality over the last week, is it's time to kind of accept your new normal and, mm-hmm. and make improvements on that, right? So we're not going to go back to a world that was exactly the same way we left it a month ago. Mm-hmm. And as a result, whether that's teaching remotely, yeah. um, it's going to be a lot different to go back in September, whether it's working remotely, whether it's relationships or family, mm-hmm. um, this is our new normal for the foreseeable future. And and it's time to just accept that and, and figure out how to make it better yeah. so that every day is still as rewarding as it as it would have been without this challenge. Yeah. Obviously not everyone's able to do that. Sometimes you gotta just get shit done. But um, my hope is that people can can move forward, not just be stuck in the past. That's a re- that's actually a very sobering thought for me of like this is our new normal and I'm like I'm still, even though it has almost been a month, I'm still trying to find ways to like be positive and feel like this is going to be over soon. And, you know, but if that's not the reality, then I think it's really important to kind of wrap our heads around that too of like, okay, maybe my wedding is not happening. My wedding probably is not happening. And like my, you know, just things like that where it's like, okay, you can be as positive as you want to be but the reality is like for me that I'm not going back to school this year like that is a fact and so what am I doing to continue to connect with my students to make sure that they're okay like it's just it's all of those things like you said of accepting that this is the reality and moving forward not trying to like you know solve something that is not and like most most people either work with people, live with people, have kids, have friends, have like significant others. And we just want to create great experiences for each other. And I don't think we can do that if we don't try to figure out what that, how that comes to fruition kind of in this new, more digital world. Hopefully it goes back to normal, but it's not likely. Um, The world is going to be forever changing. So um, sometimes you just got to brace that. Yeah. That's such a good point. Okay, you into this idea of having a quick little lightning round of it's just going to be literally questions that I think of off the top of my head. Maybe like one word answers, couple word answers. Are you in? Um, great. A wise man once said, no pressure, no diamonds. So let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note. Is... <laughs> okay, here we go. Favorite 
Alcoholic beverage. Basil Hayden bourbon. Okay. Favorite place you've ever been? Paris, for sure. Favorite brand of shoes? That's actually really tough. Probably Cole Haan today. Um, hopefully not in the future. Okay. Last meal that you cooked? I made some amazing burritos for dinner today. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Favorite hour of the day? Four to five every morning. A.M. Future, future <laughs> child's name. It's Ellie for the girl and Jackson for the boys. Been in the books for you 10 plus years. Them. Been in the books for 10 plus years. Future wife listening. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> okay. Um, a few more questions. I don't even know how many that was. Favorite color? Blue. That's so basic. Um, it's really green, but you know. <laughs> well, then why would my, you say blue? Because my, my eyes are green and people will judge. But. Oh my God. Okay. For those people that don't know your middle name. Richard. Okay. And what job would you be doing if you didn't have your current job? What is your like dream job? Uh, well, it's actually maybe the hardest question in this whole podcast. <laughs> um, um, I'm fortunate to love what I do, but I don't think if I think if I wasn't doing this, I I would be doing something outside, probably in either wine or maybe even agriculture because of my newfound obsession with plants. Ooh, amazing. With wait, plants, you said? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do a bonus question. What is your favorite type of plant? Oh, it's my Boston fern, which for those that are on not on Zoom, which is I guess everyone but Brit, you can see <laughs> over my shoulder. My my longest my longest living and um biggest plant about three and a half years amazing thank you so much mike this was so much fun anything any last final words um well first off thank you Britt. i'm glad that you did this i know this was a a labor of love over a few years and this just happened to be the right time to do it but i think for everybody else um especially our friends listening just hope everyone is healthy mm. um safe and stocked up and i'm excited to listen to the rest of the tips that everyone shares yay okay thanks that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. This is your daily reminder that even though we have to stay six feet apart, there's no better time to stay connected. So go text someone you love and let them know that you're thinking of them. I know I'm going to. Bye.